This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. My name's Ron Lichty, and I I transform chaos to clarity in software development and on software development teams. I have been a programmer. I've been a manager of programmers, a director of engineering, a VP of engineering, a VP of products, and a CTO. And for the last eight years, I've been consulting as an interim, parachuting in as an interim VP of engineering to to untangle the nuts in software development and make software development hum. This is a continuing episode of a series with Ron Lichty, Managing the Unmanageable. The series started episode 177. Now we have an audience here that's interested in Agile. So among this audience, who would be your target reader? Like what kind of person are they and what's troubling them that this book would help them resolve? When we wrote the book, it came out in 2012 for the first time and it went through four printings and it was translated into four languages. And last year, we proposed to Addison Wesley that they bring out a second edition, that we revise all of the nine chapters and a little bit of the rules of thumb, and that we add a chapter to it. And we had initially thought that we had adequately covered Agile relative to managing in the, in the course of the book. And what we discovered was that what was troubling our target readers, managers, was that software development managers are really struggling to figure out their roles with respect to the sweeping mindset changes that Agile introduced. And so we wanted to add a a specific chapter on if you're Agile, what do managers do? And so that was the driver for getting the second edition that came out in, in December, January, came out because we had proposed that chapter would be really valuable. And in fact, our early readers have been very happy Is there a diagnostic that you would say, hey, if you're experiencing this, this is what this book's good for helping you with? Is it it, it, um, tactical enough to say that, or is it... Yeah, what's interesting, and we've been really surprised, we, you know, when we put together the 300 rules of thumb in the center of the book, those have been called the creamy center of our book, and (laughs) and, and, and even though they're printed on gray, they're printed on halftone to make it easy to find in the print version... They, they've been called the creamy center of the book, and we thought those would be as compelling to other managers as they were to us, and that, that every manager would just come back to us and say, wow, you know, we're glad you wrote those, wrote those chapters around that, but those rules of thumb. But what we found was, and what really surprised us, was very early, when, when the book was still in manuscript, we were having people tear the, the chapter on recruiting out of it and focus on recruiting engineers. And then we found that readers were writing to us about the chapter on onboarding, and then people were writing to us about the chapter on delivery, and people were writing to us about the the chapter on teams and organizational culture, and others were writing to us about managing up. And even the two chapters on who programmers are and why managing programmers is different, we've had readers write to us and say, wow, that 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 was amazing. And then we've also been surprised because we wrote it for first-level managers and and the people who manage them. But we've been surprised to find CEOs and COOs writing us and who 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 rely on software development to and most companies do these days 
I had a client who was a, a president of a startup who I gave him a copy of the book as a client, and he promptly read it three times, he told me, three times, and came back and was quoting it back to me. It was actually scary. <laughs> but, but we've been really surprised by how different parts of the book appeal to different uh, people at different times. It's, it's, it's what you're challenged by at the moment, I think, that really drives what what's most meaningful to you right now. Is there a sweet spot for a manager of a certain company size that this book lands well with? Like, are we talking startups? Are we talking big companies? Where, where are we at here? Well, we pretty much wrote it for, for all of them. You know, the challenges of software development are really similar regardless of the size of organization you're inside of. Okay. And the challenge of managing programmers, the challenge, you know, we're, we, we programmers are, uh, are an interesting bunch. <laughs> well, cool. I hear you still include yourself in the programmer club. So that's, that's nice. Absolutely. Now, who shouldn't read this book? Uh, so, uh, you know, I've got an easy answer to that. Micromanagers should not read this book. <laughs> it, it will not do that. You know, if you are determined to be a micromanager, this book is not for you. Okay. It, it, is, it is just, it's, it, it's anathema to Agile. It's anathema to software development. It's anathema to, but if you're determined to do that, go do it. I don't want to be in your organization and, I, and, and the book's not going to do you any good. There we go. Micromanager, savior money. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. What's your most popular bit of knowledge in this book? I'll go back to what I said before, which is everybody, it depends on what your need is at the moment. Uh, but then I'll add that what my personal mantra has become, and and I was pleased when we went back to revise the book that, that, that I found it in the book. So it clearly, it clearly predates that, that it was a mantra for me. But it's truly become a mantra: is software development is a team sport, and I and I think that that that's one of the things that you know I try to get my head around every single day, is that our job as managers, our job as leaders, is to create the culture and the environment in which teamwork can thrive and 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 truly blossom. Hey, I'm going to ask you a bonus question. So you you're including yourself in the programmer club. But what have you been doing lately? <laughs> So what I've been doing lately is just working is working on my own website, which is which is by the way hand coded in <laughs> wow uh, in, uh, HTML5 and uh, you know it, it, it you know so I'm I'm mostly tweaking code that exists in, in HTML and CSS and JavaScript. The one before that was a Java application, and just a simple a simple Java application to remind you of the important birthdays and anniversaries in your life because. That's something that programmers need to be reminded of sometimes. Right on. Uh, and the one before that was actually an, a C bay. I, it was the same application, but I wrote it in C for the Macintosh oh. before OS X. So this is, you know, it's like every decade I do some new project. That So I'm, I'm coming due here pretty soon. <laughs> I'm not sure what the next language and the next, and the next project will be, but it will be fun. Agile Thoughts wants your help. However you find our show, be it through iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation systems, go ahead and leave us a review. Click some stars, and that will help us grow the show. Thank you.
Remember, we've got show notes. Look at your podcast player and there will be content there for your easy access in which I put links that are mentioned in the show. If you don't have a podcast player and you, and you downloaded the MP3 from the website, go back to the website where you downloaded the MP3 and you will see the show notes right there on the webpage. Next episode, more Ron Lichty. A couple of the interesting things relative to Agile that have come out of the uh, uh, study of product key performance. One of them is around definitions of done. 